Oh man, welcome into another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. I'm so excited today because my good buddy Mark Daniels has returned. I'm... My long lost, <laughs> my long lost friend, my brother, welcome back. <laughs> Thanks man, how are you? I'm doing so good. Good. So here we are, I can't even believe we're in the middle of August already and uh, been a really fun journey being able to put out all these episodes and um, the summer's been fun because we've been able to share a lot of stuff from our, our church leadership retreat, and so that's pretty cool. I like to just bring everybody kind of up to speed about what's been talked about, heart, vision, you know, spirit, where the church is going. So that's been really fun, but gosh, I just, I've missed hanging out with you, so it's good to have you back. Tell me a little bit about what your summer's been like. Yeah, um, it's been different than most summers. We did a storm trip, which is... Um, an acronym for short-term outreach mission. Those are trips that our church does um, throughout the the year, and uh, we did a storm trip down to Mexico. A little shout out to our good friends Randy and Luisina Mishler down there. Um, we had another good friend couple uh, slash family in the church who went with us, and um, a little bit of a different trip. It was the first time in uh, Manor House's history that we did a family missions trip. So typically these storm trips are adults, um, but this one was different. Uh, we went down as a family, so I have four kiddos. The other family that went with us, they have a son. And then the Michelers have four kiddos. And so it was uh, the six adults and uh, and a whole bunch of kids. And we did um, a bunch of uh, really cool stuff um, down there in Cabo San Lucas and San Jose del Cabo uh, at the end of the Baja where the Michelers serve as missionaries. It was a great trip. I got to tell you, I was so excited um, and and blessed by watching my kids do ministry on foreign soil out of their comfort zone. Of course, Spanish is spoken there as opposed to English, and we're not fluent in Spanish ourselves. So they were way out of their comfort zone. Um, It was really hot. There was, um, but it was a great trip. I mean, Mm. they they persevered, they pressed through, they served their hearts out, they did amazing, um, and, and I was just super proud of them, and, and so it was, it was a great, great trip. I love where we are at, at every point possible, making ministry a thing that we are all a part of, and not something, you know, in, in yours and in my situation where our job is, is related to ministry, it can so often be like dad goes away and does ministry right. and then comes home and right. we and we do family when really the heart is that we want our family to be in ministry because it's not a it's not a paid position in the sense of like we're all we're all called to be in the ministry we're all called to to make disciples and to to help other people grow and so that's why i know you and i are just so always so passionate about groups and about pastoral care because it's about the people and it's about connecting with people. And for you and me, we always want to see people, I think, surrender the objections and the the hesitations and the insecurities that keep them from stepping into the things that, that God really has for them to do. Um, and so we're actually going to talk a little bit about that today as we're going to talk about, we will probably break this into two episodes. Um, we're going to talk about six great questions for um, for starting a small group because I think um, sometimes you can have the best intentions, you know, the best ideas, um, but maybe you don't think through all the details 
and so it doesn't end up accomplishing the thing you were hoping to accomplish because of one little detail that was kind of left out. So, um, so we're gonna. There are six questions to ask. We're gonna go through the first three um, today, and then we will we'll pick up another episode with the last three. Awesome. Um, before before though we do that, I just want to thank you for keeping this podcast up and running through the summer. <laughs> Uh, we did our storm trip that first week, uh, first couple of weeks there in July, and then I was back in the office for a couple of weeks. But honestly, got um, I got sick and was not. So for those two weeks, I was out of the office for like a week and a half of it, and then we went on vacation, and I was out for another two weeks. So it was a really strange summer for me, and in my absence. You did extraordinarily well with our podcast. I'm very proud of well, all the work you put in, and I'm very no, grateful yeah, it for was, it. Yeah, again, I, I think that it, it – I think God kind of used it all well. I think the content we're able to put out, um, you know, with some guest speakers and some sessions and stuff like that, I think um, I think are good for people to be able to hear a variety of voices from different angles. And so, um, again, we just sure appreciate you being a part of our listening audience and um, – and, if, if you're finding it to be valuable, which I assume you do because you're listening, um, I'd love it if you could just help uh, sh- spread the word and just share, share it on social media, um, talk to your friends. We really want this to be a, a tool and a resource for, for small group leaders and for just people in the church, really. I mean, the, the audience we're going after is, is pretty broad in that sense. Like we just, because we just believe, man, like, all of us need to be about our father's business and um and and so many people are like i think just kind of deceived by the enemy that they're not qualified that they're not good enough that they're that they don't have what it takes it needs to be that pastor person over there or you know whatever i i just i i have those conversations all the time and i just look these people in the eye and think are you kidding me right you don't think you're qualified like you are a treasure, like that. So much in you. So well, and qualification comes from the Lord. Amen. It, it, it isn't anything else. It's not gifting and talent. It's it's uh, it's it's call. And like you said earlier, we are all called. We are all called to be uh, ministers of the gospel. If 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 we can use that that phrase, we're we're all called to move forward and in in the kingdom and to bring people alongside of us as we do that. None of us are exempt. I actually believe, as a as a staff person at Manor House, my primary role I am I'm I'm actually paid in order to be a strong resource for the rest of the church who are not part of the staff, and and my my primary focus, my primary function, is is to come alongside the leaders who are not paid, and to give them everything that I possibly can to help them become the leader God has called them to be. Um, I think I think in the old days, the pastor was the one person who did all of the ministry, and, and honestly, that's not how we do things at Manor House. We 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 look at it differently. I I am here to be a resource for you, you the listener, you the the minister of the gospel who is not a paid staff person at Manor House. You are a minister of the gospel as a small group leader, as somebody who cares for others. Whatever role you might play, you might be. First impressions. You might be children's ministry. You might be in youth ministry. Um, it really doesn't matter, kind of the role you play. The idea is who you are, is as a person who is called by God, anointed by Him, filled with His Spirit, has His strength in you, and you're supposed to 
to take all of that and advance the kingdom. You're, you're supposed to be, um, uh, you know, advancing the gospel and the kingdom with those that are right around you, your, your neighbors, your friends, your family, your co-workers, people you would run into that you don't even know yet, you know, strangers. It's that, that's what we're supposed to do. And my role isn't to try to do all of that for Millplane. My role is to come alongside all of you and, uh, and give you everything that I possibly can to help you become who God has called you to be. Right. And that's really the, <clears throat> the, the heart and the vision between what like even got us talking about mm-hmm. doing this is like, what is, how are people accessing information and how can we get information into people's hands that will help them learn and grow and be able to more effectively do the things that God has called them and gifted them to. And we just know people don't read emails anymore. Right. So I can't write you an email with these six questions to ask to start a small group and believe that it will get read. Um, but people are listening to podcasts. People are consuming content um, in an audio format like way more. And so it's like, hey, well, why don't we take some time and figure some stuff out and deliver content in a way that people are actually actively already um, interacting with it. And right. so, um, man, I'm just, it's good to be back. It it's, is. Uh, yeah, this is not as much fun <laughs> by myself, <laughs> which, you know, hey, life is not as That's much right. fun by yourself. That's exactly. That was right. a great small group plug right there, <laughs> and I didn't even plan that. That's funny. Well, like you said, there are six questions. We're, we're going to run through um, three of them. Let me just give the six questions. And again, these are questions that you're going to think through as you start a small group, things that you're, we're hoping that you are thinking through. It becomes your filter for um, for starting a group and coming up with the answers and kind of the format for your group, etc. So it's it's the really simple, you know, who, what, where, when, why, and how. But each of those have a question attached. Who is who are we reaching? What is what will we do? Where is where will we meet? When is when will we meet? Why is why will we meet? Which I think might be the most important question of them all. And then how is just how will you meet? So I know that this this sounds uber basic, but the, but the fact of the matter is, if you don't take the time to answer these questions, then as you launch into your group, you might get off course real quick. Different from what's in your heart, you might end up in a place different from maybe even what God's wanting you to do. You've got to take time to prayerfully kind of consider these questions. So we're going to tackle the first three in this episode and then the next three in the next episode. So let's talk about the first question, who are we reaching? So so what should we be thinking through slash praying through as we're trying to answer that question? Right. I think, you know, you go age, gender, demographic. Um, I even saved unsaved as far as the primary focus of the group um, is going to be a huge question to what's going to the reason that you ask it first actually is because the what, where, when, how, what, where, when, why, and how can actually be dramatically impacted by the people that you're reaching. So I'll give you a a really quick example. Um, My Friday morning small group that I have at six o'clock in the morning it only reaches certain people because did you hear me? I said six o'clock in the morning (laughs) and not a lot of people love 
um, being somewhere at six o'clock in the morning, they might consider getting out of bed at six o'clock in the morning, but actually being somewhere I, at six. I actually really love being somewhere at six in the morning. It's still actually in bed though. Right. That That's my favorite place to be at six <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah. So, um, so considering those, uh, those details, or if you are, um, if you're reaching uh, married people with kids, that's going right. to impact a lot of things because, or if you're doing uh, young adult singles, then you're going to want to think through the when and the where and the how of that specific. So, so you have to start with the who first. And, <clears throat> and I think that uh, you, you said it well, these questions aren't rocket science. They're right. very simple, um, but it's just the matter of having it down on a piece of paper or yeah. in your phone and just processing it one step at a time and allowing the the effect of each question to then trickle down to the rest of the questions so that the end product that you get is what you were hoping for. Yeah, totally. Another example of who, uh, for our small group, Mo and I lead a family small group, and we, we gathered them all last fall, and what we do, we watch Seahawks games every week. So it's actually weekly in the fall, um, and we went after specifically families that we already had some relationship with but wanted to grow in relationship with who we also knew were not in other groups not that they were disconnected they weren't isolated per se but they weren't in a group and so we specifically targeted families that um, that needed a, a group to be in and and we invited them to just come watch some football with us and, and not everybody in the group is even a Seahawks fan, for heaven's sakes. But what, what it does do is it, we have a potluck, and uh, those who want to watch the game do. Those who don't just have a great conversation. Um, and it's a ton of fun. It Honestly, it, it even brought life to Mo and I. It became something that we would look forward to every single week. We did weekly through the fall, and then once kind of the football playoffs got done, uh, we went to every other week after that. And it just became... A really positive thing for all of us and, um, and I'll tell you the ultimate win my kids are begging for that group to to mm -hmm. kind of get going wow. again you know we we took some time over the summer to maybe just allow all the families to do the vacations and of course we were gone a lot too but yeah my kids are constantly saying when is when's our next small group when are we gonna meet again Wow um, and so uh, that's that's the win and so understanding your who really does matter yeah so the next question then is the what. What will we do? So you got to understand who you're trying to reach, but now it's what are we going to do once we've gathered them? Why don't you talk about that just for a little bit? Well, yeah, and now you can see why the questions need to be asked in this order because if you decide that your what is going to be playing pool at a place that is 21 and over sure. and you're trying to reach people that are 18, well, you have a significant problem in, in the way that your plan is coming together. Um, or if you are, um, you know, trying to connect with families that have kids, but you're you're doing it in a place that doesn't handle kids at all, well, that's going to be a problem. And so you have to think through that that what situ situation of what we're going to be doing. Is it something that that parents that are trying to keep an eye on their kids can engage with? while their kids are still being managed or is it something that a young adult actually would be interested in doing like um, we're gonna have we're gonna get together and we're gonna play pinochle as a small group and the young adults show up and go 
what is Pinochle? What is Pinochle? I've <laughs> never even heard of Pinochle. That's fantastic. And so, um, sure. so you just want to make sure that the activity, one, I think that the activity is consistent with, with who you are sure. as a leader. Because we talk about all the time, your life is your group. So make a group that reflects your life and what you're interested in so that it's not even a, a great drain on you to do this ministry and so that it's consistent with who you are and you're not being a faker essentially in the process and so i love that you do uh seahawks games because like well you're like well gosh that's what i want to be doing anyways exactly. and so i'm just i'm not going to do the american thing and just do it by myself that's right and be by myself i'm gonna actually intentionally i'm gonna do a couple of extra things we're gonna potluck we're gonna put we're gonna invite some people and we're gonna create community around this thing that I already super enjoy. And exactly. it's gonna be something that brings life to yep. you yep. and life to other people. So the what is super big deal. Start with what am I about? And then does that fit the people that I have decided are my who? Yeah. And if those don't match, perhaps I need to go back and, and recalibrate my who. Maybe I've been a little off track on who my who is. Sure. So. I, I just love how the questions bring clarity yeah. as you dig through them. Yeah, and I, and I think too, um, as you go through this, you you identify your who, you identify what. It actually starts to determine, like you mentioned right. earlier, it starts yeah. to trickle down. It actually starts to determine in this case where. So the third question is, you now where 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 are we going to meet? Again, for us, um, our small group, it's families. There are a lot of kids, so the where actually becomes my home or the home of a couple of the other families in the group that are a little bit bigger a little bit more yard space etc you know we're not going to be able to to meet in a in an apartment let's say um or or something like that we you wouldn't be able to do starbucks right because one it would cost you a thousand dollars yeah exactly and they starbucks doesn't have the seahawks actually on a tv there we could go to red robin but that again would be be twenty thousand a lot of money yeah so <laughs> So the the actually what what I'm saying is the where starts to be yep. determined by the who and the what That's and right. so it kind of exactly. flows. But maybe just talk about pros and cons of of your decision on the where based on the who and the what. Well, I think um, I actually experienced this with my Friday group. Is we we started meeting in a coffee shop, which had some great advantages, but then we started to hit some serious limitations on noise level. So the kinds of conversations with the size of the group that we had, we, we began to like, people started to go, I don't even know if I want to come anymore. Mm. I can't even hear what he's saying. Like, gotcha. I desperately want to hear what this guy on the other side of the table is saying about that scripture or whatever, but I can't hear him. And so we just started to recognize, wow, we need to make some adjustments to... And it's interesting how I, you know, me, this great small group pastor, you know, learning lessons along the way. Of and course. it's just the, the cool thing is that, hey, we were able to change our venue and find a place that's quieter. And, and, and it's actually really helped conversations to go deeper and things to be stronger. <clears throat> Me, so what I'm hearing you say is your who and your what, that's probably going to stick. You're going to make a decision about this. Again, prayerfully, kind of mm -hmm. in partnership with the Holy Spirit. Those decisions are kind of, they're going to stick. Where? Now, now we're talking about something that you can start down a road. If it's not working, go ahead and make an adjustment mm -hmm. and, and move it to the right spot, realizing maybe your ultimate goal is not being met by your where. And so, so you've got to go right. back and kind of 
reevaluate, maybe make a decision, and 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 it's okay to do that. That's not that's not a um, a mistake or a fault or it, it, that's actually a wise thing to do. Take a look at it. And some of the going. questions that like these questions actually end up being not circular, but um, like they create some loops sure. in them where. I answer a question, I go, oh, well, actually, now that I have thought through that question, it makes me realize maybe my where needs to change. Because yeah. as I've really dug into that idea, I'm not sure that Starbucks has what I need. Right. And or that means that everybody that comes to my group is going to have to spend $5 every right. time they come. Is that the kind of environment I want to create? Or, you know, do we want to do some other thing? So, so I think that's a really great start. What, where, when? And again, just how, or sorry, that is not correct. Uh, who, who, what, and where, <laughs> when is next week? It's next week. That was a little teaser. You know, I like That's to. so funny. <laughs> yeah, next week we will, we will tackle when, why, and how. Um, today we talked about who. And again, I, we feel like that's the right place to start because yeah. your target audience really does matter. So who you're trying to reach with your group matters. What are you going to do? And just a quick reminder, the what is going to be based on who you are and what are you already doing in life. You can gather some people and you can you can go through things in your group, experience something in your group that really matches who you are because your life is your group. And then that will start to determine where you're going to meet and, and how that kind of plays out. So, Rick, thanks so much, man. Yeah, um, come on. Like I said, it is so much fun to be back. I'm excited about that, and uh, we'll jump into um, the next three questions next week. Thank you so much for listening. Again, this is the Growing Faith Podcast. I am Mark Daniels. This is Rick McClatchy. You can reach us by email. He is rickm at manahouse.church. I am markd at manahouse.church, and we love your feedback, especially if you have a question or something that you would love to hear specifically, please let us know and we can address it in our podcast. God bless you. Have a great rest of your week. See you later.